Welcome to Tomo Talks. I am Tomo Marjanovic. We are here today with Hysom. I'm in Jabali. He is a coordinator for Black and White Weekend. He's the founder and owner of I'm in Events. We're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about longevity. We're going to talk about charity. Stay tuned. Uh, telling somebody else, and I was telling you off camera, man. When I was when I was in that shape, when I was a bodybuilder, and I was you know really into bodybuilding, and I, I had twenty, I had twenty one charms at the largest. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot three. I was about two hundred forty pounds. And I had abs, and you know, it was intimidating looking. Sure. But when I used to look in the mirror, I used to pick myself apart. I used to literally just destroy myself looking in the mirror. What is this little fat here? And oh, this, the, my peck here doesn't look right. And I mean, you would literally destroy yourself. Which is crazy to me because a lot of people are flawless these days, but they still don't see themselves as flawless, mm-hmm. right? And that's a mental thing. Oh, you yeah, know? absolutely. It's, it's uh, what do they call it? It's, it's like a, it's like a uh, they call it bigorexia in bodybuilding when you're not thinking you're big enough, kind of like the antithesis of anorexia. Right. Uh, but it's like a body dysmorphia disorder. It really is. I think everybody has that now because of sure. social media sure. and all that stuff. You know, everybody wants to be perfect. Absolutely. You or know? at least look like it on social media. That's right. At least, <laughs> at least look like it. Yeah. They put all the filters on. Right. You know, I really hope uh, you guys are filtering me that I look good. You know, I probably, yeah. I'm good. hashtag no filter 24 Hashtag seven. no filter. <laughs> so your shirt. Yes. I'm in. Yep. Hashtag I'm in. I see it on every one of your posts and I see I'm in on, on every one of your posts. What is I'm in? And you'll always see it to the day I die. <laughs> you know, no matter how much I annoy you or the world, it's it's just it's just it. a thing. I love it. It's it's a tagline. Right. It's a tagline. So what does it mean? It's a brand and a slogan. Um, so just a little backstory. I grew up in Orlando, Florida. My parents were Lebanese, as you know. Um, I was born in Canada, but lived in Orlando pretty much my whole life. Mm-hmm. I got my start. I graduated from UCF, Go Knights, in the year 2000, got a degree in ad PR. My family background is all business entrepreneurship related, mm-hmm. um, but I always had a thing for taking a company or, or taking my own company and making it bigger and better and different than everybody else, right? And and something unique to it. So I was in the newspaper for business for 10 years. I was a publisher for the, uh, the University of uh, Central Florida's Central Florida Future. Okay. Um, it was a, a publication that uh, was a like unofficially part of the school, but everyone saw it as the official school newspaper. And there's a backstory to it, but long story short, I was known as the um, the newspaper guy. I would inspire audiences to press on in, in my talks. And I got out of that in the year 2010. And then I segued into the event business, which is I'm in events. I also own I'm in real estate and I'm in fitness. So everything that I do is is pretty much I'm in related. But when I got into the event business, you know, when I first started out, I would invite like hundreds of people to an event, but only like a quarter of them would show. Mm-hmm. And then the the way Iman started, which I know a light bulb went up in your head when you started your business. This is how the light bulb went off in mine. I have a best friend of 35 years. His name's Alex Mesdak. It's no secret. Everybody knows, right? And um, I'm at my parents' house and it's the year two, uh, February 12 of 2012. And I'm on the phone with him. This is a 30-year Uh, relationship friendship that we have but he's so indecisive so one day like I had these big plans for us because we're very close we're really best friends and he would not give me a firm answer as to whether or not he could be a part of this event that I had set up for him and I right 
And then I kind of like snapped after all these years. I'm like, Alex, look, I'm sick and tired of this, bro. I, I love you like a, like a brother. You are a brother to me, but this indecisiveness is killing me. So from now on, I'll make it very simple for you. When I ask you to do something, either say I'm in or you're not. It's that easy, bro. <laughs> As I walked out of the, at my parents' house talking to him on the phone, this thing clicked in my head. I said, that's it. I went up because uh, I was staying at my, I was sleeping over at my parents' house that night. And I went up to my computer. I changed uh, Hysam Jabali to Hysam Amin Jabali. I changed every social media platform. I bought the rights to I'm in events. Uh, and then, um, literally I said, from now on, I'm going to say I'm in before I say anything else on social media it, to a point where people will know they're either in or they're not. And like, you know, t what is it? 12 years later. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 10 to 12 years later, it's, it's grown so big to where everybody is accustomed to it. And I can walk down the street in downtown Orlando and someone will yell, I'm in. It's like the funniest thing, you know? That's great. So, and, and again, I've always been one to separate and differentiate my, myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people know what you do, okay? And a lot of people know what I do because of I'm in. I love it. I mean, that's that's perfect branding for you. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I never saw it as annoying. Do some people say well, it's annoying? Good. No, no, no. I'm okay. sure in the back of their head they think it is. Maybe. But no, because you know what? No matter how much you say I'm in, social media is so spread out now and people are so busy with their lives now mm -hmm. that... We've had 10,000 people come to my events over the course of 12 years, right? Mm -hmm. But there's still thousands and thousands of people that, that don't know, you know, that, that we do events, you know? And yeah. there's thousands of people that don't know what you do. It's a constant, not so much struggle, but you got to push every single day. Well, it's all, it's all about education. It's all about, you know, marketing. It's all about all, right. that, all that stuff. So Absolutely. You, so you do events mm -hmm. um, amongst other things. Sure. All of it tagged as I'm in, yep. which is awesome. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite out of everything you do? What, what is your passion? What's the, what's the thing that really fires you up? So let me give you a background story on that so you know. And this will, I'll try not to go too deep with it because after 22 years, you know, it's just, uh, I'm almost like past it to where okay. I'm trying to continue to grow from it in, in better ways. But the real reason why the, my black and white charity event came about and the real reason why I'm in came about. And the real reason why is I'm so passionate is, um, and you can do your research and, and you may have heard about it before, but at 22 years old, even though it's 22 years ago, it's still why we're all here today and why so many people come to these events. I was on my deathbed in ICU at ORMC in Orlando, Florida. Three months after graduating from UCF, mm -hmm. I landed in the ICU. I was in the worst shape of my life at 22 when you're supposed to be enjoying your life and, and having a good time but I wasn't, there were 10 different factors that led me into that hospital bed. So I had full blown pneumonia. So the 800,000 plus people that, you know, died from uh, COVID mm -hmm. it, it, because they developed pneumonia from that through a virus, okay? I had a virus too, obviously it wasn't COVID 22 years ago, but it was some type of virus that one in 3 million people actually get affected by it back then. And mm -hmm. it happened to be me. Wow. So I'm on my deathbed and two months of oral surgeries could not clear me through the throat. So my parents um, brought in two miraculous doctors from the state of California. They flew in and performed a miracle surgery. Um, I have a 10 inch scar on my back. They removed all the problems and 22, year later, 22 years later, I'm still here today. So the black and white party started in 2010 because it took me 10 years to fully recover from that uh, hospital incident, wow. physically and mentally. And what people don't realize is the last two colors I envisioned before that surgery was black and white. 
So in 2010, I started the Black and White Party as a celebration for the fact that I was still alive. And I invited everyone that was at my hospital bedside 10 years prior to come and have a great time dressed in black and white. And then it became year two and year three. In year three, I met a wonderful local organization called Base Camp Children's Cancer Foundation because I'm all about giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. And so small local charity where the funds that are raised through ticket sales and sponsorships and silent auction, everything else that a lot of the event, these events do goes directly to impact these kids that are battling cancer in the hospitals that are ages three to 17 because they're a reminder of what I went through. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that saved me in that hospital was my family and friends and people calling all over the world uh, to you know wish me you know well wishes sure okay and then it became year five and then black and white landed into year six it became an entire weekend of fun okay and fundraising mm -hmm. and then in year 10 we celebrated our 10-year anniversary which was huge in the year 2020 obviously a lot of people push their events back or they cancel them all together. Mm -hmm. So happy to see that your business is thriving more than ever and Black and White Weekend is bigger than ever. We were the first major charity event to launch during a pandemic in the year 2021. Even though it was at half capacity, we had 562 people and it ended up very successfully. And now for year 12, um, on Saturday, May 14, 2022, we'll celebrate the 12th annual Black and White Weekend for charity and wellness for a thousand people dressed in black and white and 150 booked hotel rooms for everyone to come and enjoy life to the fullest because I'm living proof that you can do that, especially if you go through a near-death experience. And where where is it located? Uh, you said the dates, where can they buy tickets? Sure. Tell, tell everybody watching where they can actually support you with this. Thank you. So Saturday night, May 14, 2022, it's at the Rosen Plaza Hotel across from Point Orlando on International Drive. Uh, Friday, we rented out Blue Martini for you guys to come and enjoy. Saturday night's the main event where you dress in black and white, and Sunday is the pool party, all within minutes of walking distance of each other. Tickets are on sale at blackandwhiteweekend.com. And if you want to find out more about the charity that we've been supporting for the last nine of 12 years, it's basecamp.org. And when you see what these ladies that are running that organization are doing for the kids, it's really incredible. What Black and White Weekend has done in the last couple of years, we built a $10,000 black and white kitchen in their office in Winter Park to um, cook and feed these kids that are battling cancer healthy meals. We put a seven-time cancer survivor, Emma McDonald, through college. Black and White Weekend paid for her tuition for four years. First of all, completely amazing what you're doing. Thank you. You know, raising raising money for uh, it was adolescent cancer patients is what I'm is what I'm hearing. I've, I've went to two charity events in the last couple of weeks for uh raising money for for that so i mean it's 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 an amazing cause your story is absolutely amazing can i ask you what landed you what what were the things that landed you in the in the hospital in the first place were they genetic issues were they lifestyle issues was it a combination of both what what kind of what kind of put you there i mean i don't know if it was genetics because my entire family is is healthy mm -hmm. i mean no ish no negative or bad health issues in my entire generation of family. It's sure. just bad luck on my part. So genetically probably bad luck on my part, but I highly doubt it. It was what you what you started off with. It's, okay. It was self-sabotage, okay? So my parents were really strict growing up. So all we knew growing up was, was work. 
uh, and sleep and eat and work, sleep and eat, right? Are you first-generation American? What's that? First-generation American? I mean, I got my citizenship in 2017, so I'd say I was Americanized my whole life and then became well, an were, American citizen. You were born in Canada? Canada, okay. yeah. But yeah. well, your family Is moved from the West? From Lebanon. From Lebanon here. To Canada, gotcha. yep. So it was 10 factors, okay? One was stress, one wasn't drinking enough water, one was working 78 hours a week, one wasn't sleeping well, one was not working out, okay? I mean, you preach wellness and you help thousands of people on a daily um, basis to improve their health and help them live longer, stronger, better lives, right? So at 22 years old, like literally that was just five of the 10 factors, you know, also stress relationship, thinking too much, just overall not take care of myself, which is crazy at 22 years old because I was so adamant about proving myself to my family and to my friends and to the the newspaper that, that I was hired on to like, you know, mm -hmm. catapult to the next level, which I did, but it came out at a cost initially. So what did I do afterwards? I basically changed obviously my health routine. You know, I'm not a big drinker, okay? I never smoked in my life. And if I did, I would definitely be dead because I wouldn't have survived that hospital incident, you know? Yeah. And I see a lot of people doing stuff and I think everything you do is okay in moderation, but when people do negative stuff on a daily basis, they're just asking for it. They either don't care or they just don't know that it's gonna affect them in the long run, right? Y yeah, and I mean, at 22 years old, you're you're expecting nothing to go wrong. You're right, invincible right. at 22. You are invincible. You know? well, I still feel invincible at 44, but I know I'm not. Well, you see, know? you know what? And at 44, <laughs> right. I would never guess you're 44. Sure. I know how old you were, obviously. Right. But looking at you, yeah. not knowing you, people that are going to watch this video, they're not going to know you're 44. No. You, you no. can easily pass for your early 30s. Thank you, yeah. And, so, and I get that a lot, but I attribute it to my nutritionist. I attribute it to my trainer, and I, uh, I attribute it to my my friends and family that, that I work out with, you know? Mm -hmm. You gotta find a motivating factor. And what motivates me is to look good and feel good every day, right? A night out of drinking, although it's crazy, Tomo, bro, how many people think it's crazy that you don't drink, but I don't drink because for health purposes, because I wanna look mm -hmm. and feel good. If I drink one night, the next day is, is shot. No gym, eating really bad, sleeping in, and it throws everything off. I don't wanna be thrown off. I wanna be at an optimal level like you. Yep and the people you work with every single day, every I, single day that I, I can help very, I very rarely drink anymore. Uh, if I do, and I can't say that too much because we shot a podcast here last Thursday <laughs> where we were tasting some scotch sure, and things sure. like that, and I do enjoy my whiskey, I do enjoy tequila. In moderation. In moderation, but it's like once a month, maybe once every three months, you know, I smoke cigars. Mm -hmm. If it's once a week, we're lucky. Right. You know, but so it's it's everything absolutely in moderation, mm -hmm. but every other part of my life mm -hmm. is completely health focused. I am eating extremely clean. I've always eaten extremely clean since I was 13 years old when I first started bodybuilding and mm -hmm. into fitness and everything. I'm always into working out even when I don't want to. Mm -hmm. My day can't start correctly without working out. You right. know what I mean? Right. And you worked out this morning. I did, yeah. And you do CrossFit. CrossFit, yeah. I would be in a wheelchair if I did CrossFit <laughs> once. I did, I did CrossFit once when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. I think I was in my late 20s. Um, but, you know, I mean, late 20s to mid 30s, and yeah. I'll be 37. I'll be 37 this year. Right. I'm getting Nothing's up impossible, Tomo. So what's funny is I'm one of the only CrossFitters in the U.S. that uh, does CrossFit with only half the lung capacity of a normal human being because of my lung surgery. You're probably kicking years people's ago. ass too, aren't what's you? What's that? You're probably kicking I mean, people's ass. I'm not last place, but I'm not going to lie and say I'm in first place either because some of these people are beasts in the gym and, oh, yeah. and they love it and they take it very seriously and they're really amazing, you know? 
I go to just get a really good workout and hang out with my friends, you know? So, so I, I used to rag on CrossFit all the time. Right. I'm sorry, all of you CrossFitters. <laughs> I used to rag on it constantly. They're going to hate that. Yeah. Oh, they're going to hate it. I mean, it's CrossFit. You know, <laughs> but it's they, okay. What, what do they, didn't they name it like Cult Fit or something yes, like that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so there's a lot of names for it. Yeah. yeah. So CrossFit, CrossFit to me was always, it's, it's cross training. I mean, it's that's sure. what it is. It's it like, is. it's like uh, when you train in football, it's like when you train in any athletic sport. You're running, you're lifting, you're getting faster, stronger, bigger. You know, it's, it's functional fitness. It's yeah. functional fitness. And it's funny, I posted a couple workouts and I structured them and they were mostly cardio workouts. And I'm doing push-ups, pull-ups. I'm doing uh, cardio in between. Sure. I'm doing abs in between. And I have the sequence. Yeah. yeah. So I have the sequence uh-huh. and someone comments <laughs> like, you doing CrossFit, bro? And it's a bodybuilder friend. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? right, 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 right. And I'm 20 years into bodybuilding. Are you doing CrossFit, bro? And I'm like, Oh shit, I am. Yeah. I'm doing CrossFit. I did CrossFit yeah. today. Yeah. I'm a CrossFitter now. And but I but I train too. Uh, you know, I go to House of Sweat Orlando, mm-hmm. uh, which is a personal training facility because I do like weight training, you know, like like you've been doing for so long. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy CrossFit on Candy Fitness in Winter Park is, is amazing. Those guys are wonderful coaches. Um then I have a nutritionist with Revolution Fitness. And this is the biggest thing, Toma, and and, and I know you can relate to this, but like our friend Anna was saying earlier, she saw my transformation. So in 2000 and, um, 2018, mm-hmm. I basically kind of backtrack a little bit, almost suffered a little bit of PTSD from what happened to me in the hospital and I let myself go again, okay? So for three months, nobody knows this, I kind of suffered a bit of uh, depression mm-hmm. because I worked so hard on this black and white event again, like I did at the newspaper, that I fell apart again, you know, 18 years later. Mm-hmm. And I needed that to happen to remind me, what am I doing preaching to people to live a healthy lifestyle if I'm not doing it myself? So I spent three months like in bed, waking up at noon, eating like not really good and not taking care of myself again. And then after three months, I woke up and a light bulb went up in my head again. I think it was God talking to me again, like he did in the hospital bed. Hey, some enough's enough. You got to get up and, and, and change things, you know? And, and, and so I did. That's when I hired the trainer. I hired the nutritionist mm-hmm. and I went consistent for a year. And now I'm consistently on going on year four now. And consistency is the biggest thing. So I went from, for me, over 200 pounds, which is the heaviest I ever was. And then I dropped down to a solid 174. Okay. Now I'm a healthy 180, which is what I'm trying to keep at. Like is that your ideal fit. weight? 180? It is lean and fit. 180 okay. is good, you know, um, according to my trainers and nutrition and everything. And I feel good and I look good. And at the end of the day, that's what it matters. But so many people come up to me and I know so many people have come up to you in the past. Well, I want to get in your shape mm-hmm. and I want to look like you. Okay, cut out the drinking work out five days a week and eat clean three times a day. Oh, I'm not doing that, no way. Then you're never gonna get the results that you wanna get, you know? One of my favorite quotes. And that's what kills me, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. One of my favorite One of my favorite quotes uh, uh, from Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. One of my idols, um, we'll leave politics aside, the guy's sure. a legend. Sure. He was having a conversation with somebody and they were like, I don't know why you would do this to yourself. Why would you want to look like that? I would never want to look like that. And he looked at him and very calmly said, don't worry, you never will. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) typical Arnold, right? That's awesome. (laughs) Typical Arnold. Yeah. He's like, don't worry, you're never going to look like me. Even if you try your hardest, you're not going to look like me. And Arnold was very cocky back in the day, but he deserved it. Right. I mean, the guy was a stud. I mean, you know, he was a genetic phenom back in the day. Yeah. I think still today with modern nutrition, modern weight training, and of course, a little bit of modern drugs that sure. the bodybuilders are taking, sure. 
um, I think he would still be probably winning Mr. Olympias. The guy was a freak. I believe you know? it. And you know, something else he said recently too, which I related to him is like, uh, cause someone did ask him recently, how do you still at your age get up every morning and work out every day? And you open up his fridge cause it's public and you see like nothing but healthy stuff, right? He goes, well, you change your car for your oil change all the time, don't you? And um, you sleep every night, don't you? Mm -hmm. Well, working out is part of that routine. It's just a common thing. It's, it's a, part of your life. You have to make it a part of your life if you want to look and feel good. And a lot of people don't care, you know? What? So obviously, uh, you know, I own a hormone clinic. I own a clinic that specializes in hormones. We do a lot more than just hormones. We do uh, weight loss, anti-aging stuff. We have some biohacking stuff coming in. I want you to check that out, oh, by I the way. Wait. Yeah. We get it in because our new office is opening. Yep. Uh, so we have some biohacking stuff uh, coming from Da Vinci Medical, and we will be one of, I think, six clinics in the country that's going to have oh, this very cool. superhuman protocol. Uh, it's absolutely insane. I know you have some amazing stuff now that are changing people's lives, but the stuff that you got coming up is pretty it's, badass, too. It's going <laughs> to be super cool. No, so, great. you know, with what we do, I always tell everybody, patients, anybody asking, yeah. I'm like, listen, if you aren't first looking at your lifestyle and making sure you're eating healthy, making sure you're working out, especially if you're younger. Mm -hmm. So if you're in your early 30s or in your 20s, you're coming to me, I have hormone issues, I have this, I have that, and they get blood tests, they do have hormone issues. Mm -hmm. I will always try to push people to change lifestyle first mm -hmm. and then worry about what we can do for them after. And listen, there are some people that no matter what they do, I don't care how hard you exercise, I don't care how, how hard you diet, I don't care what you change lifestyle-wise, your hormones aren't gonna get fixed. Okay, that's what we're, what we're here for, you know? Sure. That's why we're here. So we'll help you optimize your hormones and we'll get you to the next step. That's awesome. But if you're 20, if you're 25 years old and you're lazy and you're sedentary and you're eating McDonald's every day, go fix that stuff first because your hormone profile will probably naturally adapt and improve. You know, I'm not trying to take your money and get you on TRT right, right. if your body really doesn't need it. Well, on top of what you just said, I always tell people if you're going to get any like plastic surgery mm -hmm. or any adjustments or any hormone treatments, same thing that you said, you want to get into the best shape of your life first and mm -hmm. then enhance it with that stuff. You know, Absolutely. ideally, you don't want to go in in the worst shape of your life and start making these changes and then doing the and doing the working out and the eating right after the fact. I think it defeats the purpose. And that's one thing you preach too is like you want to take people's level. And hopefully it's a good one and then take it to the next level. Yeah. Right. That's it. I yeah. mean, we're, we're looking to, we're looking to enhance what you already have. Right. We're not looking to give you a magic pill to fix sure. a problem. Cause there isn't one. <laughs> that you're too lazy to fix yourself. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. If you're, if you're eating like a complete slob and you're laying on the couch all day, not working out, let's correct those things first and then come to me. You know what I mean? We'll help you with the rest, but don't, don't come to me and say, well, I just want to lose all this weight and just give me a pill to lose the weight. That's, that's not what we do. That's right. not what we're here for. Right. We want lifestyle change. Sure. You know what I mean? Like you did, mm -hmm. you know, and in your age group, there's a lot of people that are getting into the hormone decline stuff now. Right. Not everybody. I right. mean, I, I know people with superior genetics. I think you have very good genetics. I know your family. Mm -hmm. You guys are having good genetics. Also, you're first generation American. Sure. Like me. Yep. Um, so we have some of those European genetics and we haven't, you know, been tainted by the really bad food for that long over generations. Right. The Especially not water, growing up. Yeah. Yeah. The food and water in this country. Mm -hmm. It's bad. I know, man. There's no really still no places to eat healthy. I mean, there is, but they're very few and far between. And they're expensive. Yeah. 
You know, most of the stuff is just so highly processed. Yes. And, you know, we wonder why we have a myriad of disease in this country. Mm -hmm. We wonder why we have a myriad of overweight people in this country. I mean. And people wonder why people in other parts of the country, your country, my country, where the women and the men are so good looking and beautiful because they only have access to healthy food, you know? And it's Lebanon, more healthy right? food. Yeah, Lebanon, more healthy I mean, food than I than love not. Lebanese food. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I was over in Dubai a couple of weeks back and I basically only ate at Lebanese restaurants. And you'll love this. I tagged you because my sister lives in Dubai. Oh, okay. And she's one of the top fitness instructors in Dubai. Oh, so I wanted you and Melissa to meet her, you and your wife. That would have been cool. But next time you go, I'll definitely I might make be that going connection. Back again soon, I want to so make that connection. That would you know? be great. I would, you'll I love would her. Love, she's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to meet her. But yeah, I mean, Lebanese food. Like, so I go there and I'm eating everything. I'm eating like I'm on vacation. Right. You know, and I'm eating all this food, but it's so clean. I lose three pounds. Right. Sure. I lose three pounds. I'm literally eating desserts and, you know, uh, right. And I lose three pounds yeah. while I'm there eating way more calories than I ever did. So, you know, quality of food is a huge, huge thing. For sure. And I think, I think probably, you know, you're probably food sourcing is excellent. It is. You're, it really you're is. sourcing yeah. certain meats, certain vegetables, things like that. Absolutely. I mean, it's, um, I'm doing the macros thing now okay. and even mix of protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Okay. And it's been working miraculously, you know, okay. like those diets, I think they're good for a temporary fix, but I've done all, almost all of them. I haven't done keto and I don't think I ever will, but I've done four or five diets and they're great for the short term, but they're not sustainable long term. But eating clean is sustainable long term where you're not glued to any one specific diet. You know, macros is a variant of things that you can you can eat and, and, and you know. I, I tell I tell everybody when it comes to diet because they're like, what diet is the best? What diet am I going to lose weight with? And you know they're like, what about vegan diet, vegetarian diet? Uh, what's the carnivore mm -hmm. carnivore diet? You know that's a big popular one right now. So they go over all these diets with me, and I'm like, you can do those diets for a very short amount of time, right? And they may help you lose weight and help you kind of get back to a balance. But your body loves balance, right? When it comes to food, we're omnivores, right? Sorry for anybody that's vegan. We're omnivores. We eat meat. That's that's we're 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 bred like that. That's how humans have evolved. We are supposed to eat a balanced diet of a lot of veggies, you know, good healthy grains, not super processed grains, and meat. Yep. Fish, whatever it is, whatever whatever kind of animal protein that you're looking at, we're supposed to eat all of that in balance. So just like your hormones in your body, just like everything else in life, your body likes balance. Absolutely. There's a homeostasis to, to happen. You know? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because one of the reasons why I love to be on Tomotox is Black and White Weekend is about balance. It's about balancing the community and giving, raising money for charity. It's mm -hmm. about balancing your lifestyle because there is a wellness component where we encourage people to look and feel their best going into Black and White Weekend, mm -hmm. right? And it's really community-based to come and have the time of your life because my life almost got taken away from me and Black and White Weekend gives people that opportunity to enjoy life to the fullest at least three days out of the year. And no other charity event does that because most of them are just one evening. But I got you guys all weekend long. <laughs> so I'm going to definitely come to the events. Yeah. I already know I'm going to buy a ticket. You're saying there's also sponsorships available. Yeah. So actually, we've sold out of all our sponsorships. Okay. So the only way in is to get a general admission ticket. That's what's fantastic, really cool though. about the general admission ticket is you get to experience the whole weekend and still get to hang and meet with the sponsors as well. You know, plenty of food, plenty of drinks to be had. If you want to stay the night in the hotel, our rate's only 132 plus tax because I promise you, you're not going to want to leave. And if you live close, it's okay. You don't have to stay the night, but keep your wristband on you. 
um, because you can come and go as you please, and it's all it's all included in the, in the ticket price. Well, I, I really appreciate you sharing all the information for everybody because things like this are what's going to bring the community together. Absolutely. To not not just help people, but to get people connected. Right. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. I feel like there's a massive disconnect with most of the population anymore. You're right. Everybody lives on social media. Yep. Everybody is all about, you know, almost they're almost self-isolating still. They Did you are. notice that? They are, yeah. You know, there's still people that are kind of hiding we're in their all houses. At fault for that. You know, we're all at fault for that. And that's just how the society has come and that's how social media has grown. You know, there was that Netflix um, a bio about like how much social media is ingrained in our lives and it isn't a, it is a borderline addiction you know I check my phone all the time but if I wasn't in social media I, I wouldn't I'm sorry if I wasn't in the event business I would not be on social media you know and what's cool about black and white you're so busy having so much fun that you don't even have time to get on social media you know? yeah I mean so I'm my, happy to have you there <laughs> my favorite my favorite uh, part of just interacting with people like talking right now, right? This is my favorite part of the day yeah. because I get to actually interact with you yeah, in a personal level. Yeah, we finally level get to know each other one on one. Where I don't know? have to look at my phone. Yeah, I don't have to check my phone at all right now. Yeah, and it's an amazing feeling. It really is. And I know, and it's almost like uh, it's almost like a stressor. I think these phones are just they highly are. stressful and preventing you from getting good sleep. You know, oh, for you sure. know, and I'm trying to get better at that Tomo too, and I'm sure your clinic can help me, but. Um, I need to put my phone down at 10, but I got people texting me at midnight asking for tickets, you know, and it's like hard not to want to respond to them. My phone automatically goes on sleep mode. Right. I heard about that. I got to add that. <laughs> so I, it goes on sleep mode at 8.15 p.m. Okay. I'm in bed by 9.30 at the, as I'm, I'm also awake at 4.30. So, sure. you know, I'm, I'm in bed at 9.30, but for an hour. No phones, no screens. We sometimes don't follow that, my wife and I. Right, right. You know, sometimes <laughs> it, it gets a little difficult. Sure. Because we both run businesses. My wife's in business as well. Uh, you know, but no phone for the last hour. Uh, that prevention of blue light, uh, you know, everybody hears about blue light blockers and all that stuff. Yeah. But preventing you from actually seeing that blue light will help you tremendously. Right. I know, I know. And getting I'm work on sleep, that. Getting, getting deeper sleep, getting more restored. I think after sleep. black and white, I'm going to focus on that more. It's, just, it's really easy. I say no no phone for an hour before bed. Okay. No phone for an hour in the morning. That's the hard one. Jeez, yeah. Because you wake up in the right. morning, the first thing you want to look at. Yeah, check your phone, see who messaged you. and Emails, blah, blah, yep. blah, you know, right. text messages. But I like what is that. that. I'm going to try that too. But what does that do? Heightened stress. Right, yes. So you're starting your day off with a stressful situation, even positive. It could be you stress. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be distress. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be a positive stress, but it's still stress. So, you know, what is that going to affect? Hormones. Yep. And I bet you guys aren't thinking about this at home. That's why you're listening to Tomo Talks today. <laughs> See, he's plugging us already. I love it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm in. definitely in with this kind of conversation. I'm really happy that you came on. Black and White Weekend, I will be there. How many tickets are left? Do we know? Um, there's uh, less than 400, but usually we sell like a couple hundred um, the last week or two weeks leading up to Black and White. But and this once will be, they're gone, this will they're be gone. sold out. It will be sold out. It always is. So this will be sold out and there is a thousand tickets available total. Total. Yes. A thousand RSVPs. Okay. You know? All right. So I need to buy my ticket. Cool. ASAP. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> nice. And, no, uh, look I'm going to I'm gonna look there. in, I'm going to look in next year and then I'll coordinate with you and I'll see about sponsoring some other awesome. events. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I would love to have the clinic come and sponsor yeah, some events. Sure. Uh, I, I should have jumped on this before everybody sold out, which is why no, I asked. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we'll look at sponsoring black and white Sounds next year. Good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anything to support the kids. Anything yeah. To and we'll connect cancer. you with the charity too. And that's what we're trying to do now is like really connect the sponsors and the ticket holders with the charity so they can see where their money's going. 
um, it's really going to a fantastic place. And a lot of people can say that, but we can 100% prove it. So well, blackandwhiteweekend.com, definitely get your tickets. I promise you it's gonna be an amazing time. And one other thing I just wanna say Please. real quick, I admire what you said that you and I finally, after years of knowing each other, sitting down and getting to know each other a little bit more one-on-one, -on -one, it's hard for me because when you have a thousand people, I can't have one-on-ones with a thousand people. Of course. But I do want to you know, thank everyone watching for supporting me and supporting the charity all these years. And when you go to Black and White Weekend, um, you'll understand why I am the way I am and why I do the things I do. And Tomo's gonna be there. So one of the best looking dudes there. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of nervous that this guy might actually show me up, but but I'm not gonna let that happen. I'm just gonna make sure I wear black and white so I don't get kicked out of the party. Correct. That's all yes. I have to worry all about. All black, all white. And one thing I wanna mention too is it's a light up in white theme. So we're encouraging everyone to bring or wear their best light up in white items. So I'm coming in a light up uh, tie. My committee's coming up in uh, light up bow ties. The girls are wearing light up earrings. I also bought okay. light up shoes, a light up um, square piece. Anything that lights up, glow sticks, batons, you name it, it's going to be lit, literally and figuratively speaking. It's going to be lit. That was nice. That was nice. That was cheesy and <laughs> super good. It works. <laughs> so thank you again. Yeah. So thank you for doing this for the community. This is what it really matters. Thank you for doing this for Orlando. I think Orlando is really up and coming mm -hmm. in Florida. We're getting a lot of people moving here. We're getting a lot of affluent people moving here and a lot of charity is going on right now Absolutely. which is completely amazing for back, the city 100 110% yeah. bigger and better than ever yeah, yeah so thank you for doing this for Orlando thank you for coming on Tomo Talks Absolutely. I appreciate you I appreciate it too thank you